Next on BYU Sports Nation, our way too early BYU bowl game projections. But seriously, Vegas or Hawaii? What do you want? Big 12 players weigh in on BYU. Plus, ESPN's, uh, they project a win total for the Cougars in 2015. Tyler Haas in studio to discuss his pro hoops future. And Tom Fernelli of CBS Sports. Is BYU really one of the most disrespected programs in the country? Really? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by... The BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Wednesday, July 22nd, wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the one and only Snarknado, Jerem Jordan. Sharknado 3 is on tonight on the Sci-Fi Channel, I believe, is, right? There's a third Sharknado. Yeah, Michelle Beadle's in this one. I want to be in the fourth one. We live in that reality where there is a Sharknado 3. <laughs> it's the end of days, my friend. Seriously. Spoken of in the book of Revelation. <laughs> I'm going, I, I want to be in snark, uh, Sharknado 3. I called it, snark, you have me saying Snarknado now. Because you're the Snarknado. That's fine, anchor boy. Oh, fair ben, enough. Ben Bagley came out <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> Why? Why is Anchor Boy? It sounds condescending. Why is it condescending? Because there's know. boy in it. And yeah, you're that's a man. True. Boy, yeah, Anchor Boy. Fair enough. Hey, it's also a milestone day for the show, and that is grounds, Jerem, for one of the earliest stats of the day in show history. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Five hundred. Today is the five hundredth episode of BYU Sports Nation. 500. We've been on the air since Labor Day of 2013. We're coming up on two years in September. Yeah, I, I think at this point we, we were going to have someone walk by or something. <laughs> oh, Lauren, oh, Lauren Frankham's here. 500. 500 shows. 500 shows, yeah. This is how we celebrate heart. It's BYU. BYU knows how to party, man. We have a 12-inch no whiteboard. We have a 12-inch whiteboard with 500 so delicately scribbled on it. Yeah. Lauren was really busy. It was hard to... It was hard to book her for this. <laughs> Huge show, by the way. Tyler Haas in studio. Yeah, we're off to an amazing start. Is it the NBA? We talked about Sharknado, and we had to ask Lauren to come on. Or pro ball in Spain. <laughs> Tom Fernelli of CBS Sports. Why he listed BYU as one of the most disrespected football programs. will also play Would You Rather. Good stuff. Good interviews today. And a big thank you to all of you across BYU Sports Nation. For staying with us. Uh, the over-under on episodes was 380. So I think that we've eclipsed everyone's <laughs> expectations. It's been awesome. We're, we're 120 shows past the I'm just, I'm just glad we're on the air still. This is great. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. NBAWire.com reporting that Jimmer Fredette is meeting with the San Antonio Spurs. Now, they just lost Corey Joseph and Marco Bellinelli. Could Jimmer Fredette be on the Spurs? Everybody needs a shooter. He and Kawhi Leonard hanging out? That'd be fun. That would be great. If, if he was in the league at all, I would be happy, let alone the Spurs who have loaded up for this year. Jimmer on the Spurs. Okay, let's, let's see if that happens. He's meeting with them today. Fox Sports produced an article highlighting the top 25 non-conference games all fans must watch in 2015. BYU is involved in four of those, Nebraska, UCLA, Michigan, and Missouri, uh, 24 through 16 in that. Boise State didn't make the list. Yeah, how about that? Boise State not making that list. In ESPN's top 25 college football games of last season, the Miami Beach Bowl, 
comes in at number 23, 103 combined points. Rough ending for BYU. But they did tweet out a picture, ESPN, that you and I are photobombing, Jerem. Yeah, your eyes are awesome in this. We, I think we retweeted this. If not, we'll, we'll send it out. But I'm engaged. I, I'm taking a vine, and you're watching. It's, it's Sky Povey trying to defend a fourth down conversion that unfortunately Memphis got. Yeah. Let's see. In uh, ESPN also projected the Cougars' season. Okay, they're project- We're showing the picture on BYU TV right now. We'll tweet this out. <laughs> yep, there we are. Your face is great. <laughs> ESPN. I think it's always great. ESPN also projected the Cougars' season. Seven and five is their projection for BYU. Okay, I think that's perfectly in line with, with what I've said, which seven is eight wins would be good for this schedule. Seven wins. Don't you think that's a little low, though? Seven. No, that would be status quo. Yeah, for me, eight is good to me. Okay, and they also gave BYU a strength of schedule number, number sixty. ESPN barely above the at the midway point. Sixty. ESPN all over the BYU theme today. Listen to this. Big Twelve blog pulled over twenty players currently in the Big Twelve at the conference's media days. Eighty-eight percent said they want more teams in the league. Then, when they were asked which specific teams they want to join the Big Twelve. Number one was Texas A&M. They want them back. I don't know if they know this. They're in the SEC currently. Number two was BYU. Texas A&M and BYU. Not another BYU G5 needs... team. They want, they want A&M back. Let's just do this already, right? Big 12. All right. Should I call them? Should I call Bowlesby myself and be like, let's just do this, okay? I know you don't need to go through what Tom. What would it take for us to get him on this show? I think money. That, I, <laughs> perhaps. Yeah. And BYU TV is all about making money. It's show 500. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The way too early BYU Sports Nation bowl game projection. Second and nine for Stewart and BYU. With time to throw over the middle. Intercepted. It's over. Why'd we play that again? It still stings. Why are we even bringing up bowl games today? Because it's July 22nd. We do this every year. Let's also set the stage. ESPNU featured BYU and Memphis in the Miami Beach Bowl yesterday, replaying the game as the 23rd best college football contest of 2014. 55-48, wild shootout, loss for BYU. But you know what? We're officially done looking back. What? You're right, Jeremy. It's July 22nd. Let's push it forward. We just told you ESPN projected BYU to finish 7-5 and five in 2015. I think that's low, but that's a conversation for another day, and I'm sure it'll happen. No, oh, it's fun. Here's the thing. Seven wins makes BYU bowl eligible, and that is the focus today. In 2015, BYU has a couple of bowl options, Jerem, as first announced on this show back in April. First and foremost, ESPN's going to take the game that will get the most eyeballs. That is Broadcast 101. And that depends on BYU's record. That depends on the possible matchup they could get, whether that's in Vegas against a Pac-12 team or in the Hawaii Bowl against an American athletic conference So team. let's look a little bit deeper into the options. The Las Vegas Bowl on December 19th. BYU has been there, done that five times, in fact. They've won the Vegas Bowl three different times. It's been a couple years, so I wouldn't mind going back to Vegas. But it's against a Pac-12 opponent. Yeah. And a potential showdown. A potential showdown with Utah. Now, something that many of you have voiced a lot of excitement about, certainly strong opinions, including Bronco Mendenhall, who was presented with the idea of BYU-Utah in the Las Vegas Bowl after this season, to which he responded, that would be amazing. And that was the whole answer, by the way. 
That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, Bronco, Bronco's not shining. This away. life is amazing. <laughs> Option number two, December 24th, Christmas Eve at the Hawaii Bowl. BYU against a team from the American, which means potential bowl rematch with Memphis, maybe UCF. How about Houston? Navy could be in the mix there. There could be some intriguing context in any one of those games. None of those, none of those matter compared to Utah, Spencer. Don't be silly. I'm not if BYU saying, I'm can not play Utah, Utah, we want to do that I'm in not any situation. To Utah. I miss them. I miss the hatred. <laughs> do Max you, Hall do says, you really? I do miss you the really hatred. Miss, do you really miss that? Yes, I really the do. The vitriol? Yes. You miss I the love vitriol? It. Yes. Mm-hmm. I okay. love it. I've seen so many games up in Salt Lake, and it's the best. It's the best because when you go in there and you win, it's just the best feeling. But it's Hawaii in December, Jerem. Hawaii in December. I'm not going to be there. I don't care where it is. You don't know that. You, you, did you know you were going to be in Miami? You no, were in it's Miami. True. But I want to play Utah in any situation. I don't care. Tell me any team from the American. It's not as compelling as playing Utah. Cincinnati, I'm not, UCF, I'm not, I'm not Navy, Houston, Tulsa. Who cares I compared to Utah? That, but what? Listen. The chances that BYU plays Utah are significantly smaller than playing any other Pac-12 team. But I would rather play any Pac-12 team than any American. Really? Yeah. Really? Because it's a Power 5 team. It's a better win in the eyes of a lot of people. Eh. Nationally, mediocre Power 5s greater than... Like, you have to have probably two or three more wins as a, as a G, uh, group of five than a Power 5 to get straight cred. What about the ultimate? BYU celebrated like crazy when they beat a five-win Cal team. It just means well, that was something. The, that all went into what had happened in the course of that season. That, that was because The Virginia of... win meant something. They were bad, but it was a Power 5 team. Those matter. Those matter. I know Plus, the BYU P5 lost to UCF mean. and Nevada anyway. Yes, but... Uh, okay, BYU, you're going to play Washington State in the Las Vegas Bowl. Leach, mm-hmm. love it. Compelling. Mm-hmm. Former Cougar rugby player. Let's do it. Or would you want a rematch against one of the teams that beat you in dramatic, painful overtime fashion last year, UCF or Memphis? The, who doesn't want another shot at Memphis after that whole debacle last year? Oh, we year? had plenty of shots, if you know what I mean, oh. after that game. <laughs> I want Wazoo. I, I would want Wazoo in that situation. Really? You, would take, you would take Wazoo Absolutely. over potentially going to Hawaii, Hawaii in yeah. December. Yeah. And, I, beating, and, I know, and, and, getting, I know, and getting the better of, of Memphis or UCF. Yeah, I want Wazoo. Or Washington. I don't care. D- I well, didn't any, say Washington. I any said Pac-12 Washington. Team. Any Pac-12 Colorado. Team. Utah's rival. Wow. Anybody. Oh. Oh. Not Colorado. It's not going to be Colorado. You didn't even – maybe you didn't. I wasn't listening probably. Uh, the men's basketball team is going to be in Hawaii. You didn't Hawaii let me get there. You cut me off with Utah. Head Classic. Yes. So you can watch hoops, play Havid, and a bunch of other teams. Hopefully New Mexico and the Snake. That would be awesome as that well. Factors so that factors into the be, Hawaii trip. Yeah, that could be a great trip. Then. Ultimate fan trip for BYU. Football and basketball However, on the islands together. it's Vegas. And what can BYU fans do in Vegas? Not a ton, but everyone's got a relative there that can hang out and see a show. And hopefully Celine's We back. want your opinions, BYU Sports Nation. That brings up today's Twitter question. What bowl game would you want to see BYU playing and against whom? So Vegas, you're playing a Pac-12 team. Maybe Utah. Uh, if if they're bowl eligible. And uh, the Hawaii Bowl against a, a team from the American Athletic Conference. So weigh in. Use the hashtag BYUSN. At Cougars 10. I like where you're going with this. I wouldn't mind another crack at Memphis in Hawaii, if not Utah. You would rather play Memphis than Hawaii? Come on. Or than Utah? No, no, no. He said, if not Memphis and Hawaii, then Utah. Yeah. No, no, no. It's it's Utah, people. Don't be crazy. We want to play Utah. Are are, Are people scared of playing Utah? What happened? 
I like, okay, clearly, I like the idea of Hawaii in December, and I like a potential rematch of Memphis yeah, or UCF. Sure. I like those. Again, the thought of avenging a painful overtime How loss to How about avenging the losses teams. to Utah okay. recently? I, I'm, not, I'm not comparing it to Utah. Okay, Utah, hands down, Wait, why in, my, not? in my opinion, is the winner. There is nothing better than the opportunity I just needed to, to hear Utah. It. I just needed to there hear it. There is nothing better than the opportunity to end that miserable four-game losing streak against a team that, quite frankly, want, they don't want to play BYU in the Las Vegas Bowl. Utah doesn't want to play BYU. They have nothing to win in that They situation. don't want to play BYU. They're, BYU they're wants that game. They're supposed to beat BYU. Right? They do not, yes. So nothing beats the chance to end the four-game losing streak. But if it's not Utah... I'm kind of because BYU. I didn't been to know the that Vegas, was the question. Now. Because because BYU's been to Vegas Bowl five times. Let's do something new. Wait, why did we Let's line up with the Vegas then? Let's go to Hawaii. Wait, why why did we line up with Vegas in the first place? In, 20, if we don't in do 2019, that? it will feel newer because it'll be longer. It's been six years. Get over it. Uh, no, it's you t- get over it. <laughs> it's time. It's it's t- it's time to go back to Vegas if that's a possibility. It's fine. You know what time it is, really. To remind the people how close BYU is to Lincoln, Nebraska. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 45 days. 45 it's, days. It's happening, people. We're, we're close. Two weeks away from a month. Yep. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUS and join BYU Sports Nation. We've given you the question. You want Vegas or Hawaii? Which team do you want BYU to play in a bowl game? Utah. <laughs> Or Oregon State, Gary Anderson. Now, that, that is the second option for me in the Vegas. Yeah, second. Up next, CBS sports writer Tom Fernelli explains why he says BYU is one of the top five most disrespected programs in the country. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV. The conversation, that is happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. BYU Sports Nation is on demand, people. You can listen to it by downloading our podcast on iTunes or the TuneIn app. You can watch it on BYUSN.com. Show number 500. Today's- I'm, I'm glad we're not shooting off confetti, which, by the way, um, back behind us on the set, there are pieces of confetti that have fallen from August 29th last year. August 29th have fallen from the rafters. That what are we going to do on September 5th? I don't well, it's know. Saturday, it's it has September to be the 4th. 4th. Yeah. Yeah, it has Taylor to be the 4th. Swift is in town that night here, by the way. That's on, a big on day. On September 4th? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't have tickets, but have I need to get some. you got tickets yet? Does anyone have two tickets I could, they could sell me? For under well, 100? You don't, you don't have tickets? For under 100. Well, now you and Taylor have bad blood. <laughs> That's oh, right. You oh, see what snap. I did there? Oh, snap. <laughs> We're so oh, white. My. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Someone just changed the channel. Who... They'll turn it back. They will turn it back. Our Twitter question today, which bowl game would you want to see BYU play in and against who? The Vegas Bowl against a Pac-12 opponent or the Hawaii Bowl against an American opponent? There are two options. ESPN will decide where they want BYU to go, whatever is going to get the most eyeballs. That's what's going to happen. At Justin D. Sweeney says there's only one correct answer to this question. Yep. It's Las Vegas My man. against Utah. My man, Justin D. Sweeney. Yeah, let's do it again. There's there's nothing that, that comes close to that in my my mind. But there after that it's an, it just took a while an interesting discussion. I had to leave you hanging for a little bit. Joining BYU Sports Nation right now, CBS Sports College football insider and writer Tom Fernelli. Tom, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Thanks for having me. Uh Taylor Swift was just here in Chicago the other day and I missed it as well. So mm-hmm. I know oh, how Tom. you feel. 
Yeah, it's it's an issue. It's plaguing the nation. <laughs> Not enough tickets were. My, for the, my for summer's the been ruined. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to a rip-roaring start. Taylor Swift has now been mentioned twice in the show today, show number 500. We're with Tom Fernelli of CBS Sports. Tom, you put BYU uh, in an interesting list the other day in an article that you wrote, the most disrespected college football programs in the country. BYU came in at number four on that list. Why did you feel like they belonged in that list? Uh, you know, for when I was putting the list together, it, it was relatively easy for me to figure out the team I was putting at number one, which ended up being at Missouri. And then after that, I had, you know, like 10 candidates I was trying to figure out, you know, who was more disrespected than the other. And what really settled it for me with BYU to put the to include them in the list was just in the recent years we've seen, now that the playoff exists, you know, conference, Power 5 conferences are – mandating rules where teams have to play one non-conference game against another Power 5 opponent. And there was the whole debate in the ACC and the SEC about whether BYU should count as a Power 5 non-conference opponent. And to me, it was a silly debate because if you just look at what BYU has done as a football program, it won the national title in 1984, but even in the last 30 years, it's had success in the WAC, it had success in the Mountain West, and it's had success as an independent. But since Bronco Mendenhall's taken over, you know, this is a team that's won 10 games five times. It's never won less than six in any single season. So it's been a strong program. It was having a very strong year last year before Taysom Hill got injured. And it's like, it just blew my mind that, you know, say you're Alabama, you could schedule Kansas and that would automatically meet the requirement for a power five just because it plays in the Big 12. With BYU, there was a question behind it. It didn't make sense to me. To me, it was an obvious choice that I would rather my team play BYU. That's going to look better on my resume than a Kansas would or a Wake Forest would. Of course, it should be considered a power five non-conference. What were some, some of the ultimate, uh, ultimate pieces of criteria that went into, okay, this team over this team in terms of disrespect? Uh, just most, I, there was definitely some recency bias. I mean, I put Mississippi State at five, and I feel like long term, Mississippi State's probably not one of the most disrespected, you know, programs in the country because it's generally been bad most of the time. But just coming off last year, where it was ranked, you know, number one in the AP poll for five weeks, it was the first team ever ranked number one in the college football playoff rankings. And then you look at SEC media days last week when the media predictions for the SEC West comes out. There's Mississippi State picked to finish last in the division. So it just it was stuff like that. It's for you know just teams that have done well recently or for a long time that we just never seem to quite take seriously enough. It, that was really what drove my when I came to the five teams and was just looking for one impact thing, like I mentioned with the BYU as a power five or Mississippi state being finished, picked to finish last in the sec West or even Georgia tech, a team that aside from Virginia tech and Florida state, no ACC team has appeared in more ACC championship games than Georgia tech. Yet every year they're kind of discounted simply because they run an option offense and, you know, it's not fun or exciting, even though I enjoy it. But they're yeah. always discounted because of it. But then, as we saw last year, they went 10 and 3, won the Orange Bowl. And this year, it'll, I'll be surprised. I won't be shocked at all if you're seeing Georgia Tech pick to finish second or third in the Coastal Division instead of winning the division, even though it's been to more division title or conference title games than the rest of its division combined. You look at a team like Kansas State, who under Bill Snyder has always been a very solid team, but when you come to picking the Big 12, it's always Oklahoma and Texas, or now it's DCU and Baylor. Nobody ever really considers Kansas State. No matter how many times they're winning 10 games, no matter how many great seasons they have, Kansas State's always just kind of a, they'll finish fourth or fifth. This year they're picked to finish seventh. And then Missouri, I I felt it was just very obvious. I mean, the Missouri Tigers have won the SEC East 
the last two years. And nobody, you know, it's since they're the new kid on the block in the SEC, everybody just wants to discount them. Well, you know, it's kind of a fluke. The SEC East has been down, blah, blah, blah. But, like, you look this year, Missouri, after winning the last two SEC East division titles, is picked to finish third in the division behind Georgia, which is a fine pick. I completely understand picking Georgia to win the division. But having Tennessee second, when Tennessee hasn't won more than seven games in nearly ten years, all of a sudden you've got the Vols being better than Missouri. It just doesn't make sense to me. It's, 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 it was more of a common sense type. These teams are good, yet we never really recognize how good they are. Tom Fernelli, college football writer for CBSSports.com, with us on BYU Sports Nation. As I look at how the media is portraying BYU right now, we're getting the, the overwhelming impression that a lot of the media are favoring BYU if the Big 12 expands for them to go to that Power 5 conference and that BYU is a, a deserving candidate. So is the disrespect that BYU is facing and that you were writing about primarily from the regents in the Power 5 conferences that are not inviting BYU? Yeah, I, I think that play, that certainly plays a role in the way BYU is viewed, simply because now, especially as an independent, it's, it was in the Mountain West in the WAC, and now with the Big 12, it's, it's a possibility to expand, but it's, it's hard. It's, for BYU, I feel like had they always been in a Power 5 conference, there wouldn't be nearly as much, you know, they'd be recognized for how strong they've been, simply because it's just human nature, the way it comes to being a college football fan, that you tend to elevate the teams that are in the major conferences just because, you know, you're more familiar with them. You see them everywhere. They're talked about more often. But I think that BYU, it's just, you know, if you look at their schedule this year, this is a team to me, you know, they don't run from anybody, especially now that they're an independent and they've got, you know, they've got freedom to fill out whoever they want to play. I mean, they've got Nebraska on the schedule, Boise State, UCLA, Michigan, Missouri, and then you've got tough games against Utah State and, you know, Fresno State. And it's just, this is a team that doesn't run from anybody, and it hasn't for a few years. And more often than not, when it's playing these tough games, they're winning them, especially when they're healthy. As we saw last year with Taysom Hill before he went down with an injury, this is a team that was on pace to have a very good season. And if they have that kind of year again in 2015, you look at that schedule, this is a team to me that would be considered a playoff contender if it somehow manages to get through it. Because it'd be hard to argue over the resume that they're putting up with the teams that they'd be beating, particularly Nebraska, UCLA, and Michigan on the road. If they somehow won those three games, it'd be insane. As far as Big 12 inclusion, I, I agree. If if the Big 12 does look to expand, and while the, the tea leaves read different now because, as Bob Bowlesby said during Big 12 media days this week, you know the majority of the school's presidents are against expanding at the moment. What matters to me is the Big 12 goes as Oklahoma and Texas go. Those are the two driving forces in that conference. And the most vocal proponent for expansion happens to be David Bohr and the president of Oklahoma. And I feel like the louder he gets, the more Oklahoma starts wanting to expand, the more likely the Big 12 at some point in the future will expand. And the Big 12 maybe it's for its own benefit to be more proactive when it comes to expansion this time around. Because as we saw during the last you know set of musical chairs, Big 12 was the, was the conference that was getting poached by just about everybody else and was left scrambling to fill, you know, get back to 10 teams. So I would think that if the Big 12 wanted to take a more proactive approach, I think BYU would be a very good target for it simply because 
you're getting a strong football program, you know that, and you're also getting you know a, a nice park in Utah and a large fan base over the country. So I, I think it would be a smart move for the Big 12 to consider BYU. I would take BYU over a Cincinnati or a Memphis or another one of these programs that, yeah, they have you know cable boxes maybe, you know, the, the television sets, which everybody loves, but really don't bring the kind of strength to the conference as a football program that BYU could. And especially now in the day and age where we have the selection committee like we do in basketball, picking the teams that get to the playoff, which will likely expand to eight teams again at some point in the future, it's nice to have stronger programs in your conference simply because it boosts your reputation overall and you're not stuck in a position like you were last year when both Oklahoma and Texas have a down year and the two teams that you're choosing from aren't brand names in TCU and Baylor, which makes it somewhat easier for the selection committee to pass over you. But if, if you add more strong programs to your conference and you build up that reputation, suddenly the TCUs and the Baylors become stronger brands themselves, the BYU is a stronger brand, and it's easier for the Big 12 to make sure it's getting included in that playoff every year, and then that's when all the money comes in. Tom, I look at BYU and this schedule, and it, it is daunting, uh, especially because a lot of, her, of those games are on the road, the tough games. Is BYU, in, it, would they be better suited to play a, an easier schedule and rack up a couple more wins and hope that they play a couple tough games and win a few of those like the old Boise State model? Or ramp up and then try and be relevant through 8-5 and five or 9-4 and four likely, um, and that'd be pretty good with a couple of good wins. What does more for BYU? I would say that it's nice to have a schedule like you have this year, especially if you win the games, but I don't know if I'm BYU if I want to play this schedule every year. Like, like the first four games of the season are very tough. You know, like we mentioned, the three road trips to Nebraska, UCLA, Michigan with a home game against Boise State sandwiched in between. It's that's a very tough way for anybody to start the season, not just BYU. And it's nice because you're going to get if you win these games, you're going to get the recognition and you're going to look more attractive, you know, to the Big 12 or to anybody really nationally just when it comes to the playoff and all that kind of stuff. But I would say overall you probably want to lean more consistently towards that Boise State kind of model where you 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 want to make sure you're putting up 10 win seasons year after year which BYU has been doing a generally good job of under Bronco Mendenhall. There's been five, ten win seasons in it since he's gotten there. So you want to keep doing that. And then, you know, you got to get to what what really set Boise State in motion was getting to that Fiesta Bowl and beating Oklahoma in the fashion it did. All of a sudden, overnight, Boise State became cool. I mean, they were winning games, but they didn't really have that kind of attention that they were, you know, they weren't really garnering the kind of attention for the wins they were putting up every year. It wasn't until they won that huge game against Oklahoma where everybody kind of stepped back and said, oh, oh we, got, we got something real here. So I think BYU, maybe you're talking about you know picking your bowl game for 2015. I think another thing that could benefit BYU if it plays well this year is maybe getting a more attractive bowl contract with bigger bowls where they'll have a chance to play bigger opponents. Although, like you mentioned, I think a Las Vegas bowl between BYU and Utah would be very fun to watch. I just don't know what it would move the needle you know, nationally if BYU beats Utah in that game. Tom Fernelli, college football writer for CBSSports.com on BYU Sports Nation. Follow him on Twitter, at Tom Fernelli. One more question for you, Tom, and this deals with the over-under on the win total for BYU in 2015. ESPN said a projected seven and five. Other publications feel steel, say seven and a half around eight. Jerem thinks eight. I know BYU fans are hoping for double digit wins. What is your projection for BYU in terms of wins and losses in the regular season? 
I think if Taysom Hill stays healthy, I'd go eight, maybe even nine if things break right. It's, it's going to be hard with the schedule we've talked about a few times. It's going to be really hard to get to ten wins against that schedule, but you just have a, a magical season where everything breaks your way. But I would say eight to four for regular season sounds about right to me, and I would say seven and five at worst. Tom, great stuff. Great to talk to you, and uh, hopefully – the next time we talk, BYU is not still one of the most disrespected college football programs in the country. <laughs> I hope so as well. Thanks for having me on today, guys. You got it. Thanks, Tom. All right, there you go. Well, see, he had issues with the Taylor Swift concert as well, so it's nice to know that it's not just you know an issue here. But interesting. So, so a lot of people are saying that same line is like seven or eight. Win- That's how hard the schedule is for BYU. It really is. And I, I wanted to ask that question of him because from his national perspective, and that's what we do on the show is, is BYU better suited to not play such a tough schedule and maybe rack up a few more wins and have a couple good wins? It might be like next year's schedule is too tough. This year's schedule is yeah, probably said, too tough. He said he doesn't think BYU should play it every year. Well, they've, they've got another one of those next year. Even hey, tougher. It's a Taylor Swift type of BYU Sports Nation day. Does the Big 12 have a blank space, and will they write BYU's name in it? <laughs> nice. Also, Tyler Hawes joins us next. Welcome back, sports friends, for the 500th time to BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio simulcast on BYU TV. Get your hands on some BYU Sports Nation swag, y'all. You can go to BYUstore.com, search BYU Sports Nation or Blue Goggles, get your own pair of goggles or a T-shirt. Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines quickly. Jimmer Fredette, according to NBAWire.com, meeting with the San Antonio Spurs. Well then, that would be awesome. Hopefully that produces a contract. We'll There's see. There's some openings there. Fox Sports produced an article highlighting the top 25 non-conference games all fans must watch in 2015. BYU involved in four of those, Nebraska, UCLA, Michigan, and Missouri. Boy State didn't make the list. In ESPN's top 25 college football games of last season, the Miami Beach Bowl, in at number 23, they somehow found Jeremy and I in that crowd and tweeted out a picture. Oh, what a, what a photo. <laughs> ESPN also projected the Cougars' season at 7-5. and five. Interesting. Also, strength of schedule number 60. Mm, 60. Seven and five. We keep saying this is the toughest schedule in BYU history, and they say 60? ESPN's Big 12 blog polled over 20 players from the Big 12 media days. 88% said they want more teams in the league. They want to go to 12. Then when they were asked to name specific teams they want to join the Big 12, those players said first Texas A&M, and the number two option was BYU. Hmm. Can we just do it already? Let's just do it already. Joining BYU Sports Nation now. Not quite his 500th time, but he's been here a few times, and we're glad to have him back for show number 500 is Tyler Haas, the all-time leading scorer in BYU basketball history. Yeah, it's good to be here. Thanks for having me on this. Yeah, trying to get my BYU swag up, you know. Okay. Well, listen, wherever you go, wherever you go, we will supply you with a pair of those so that you can rep (laughs) BYU Sports Nation. These are awesome. In fact, take those. Take those. It's, It's our... It's our it's wedding present. It's the 500 it's, show it's gift. A pretty lame gift, but that's what we got. I'm sorry. P.S. Uh-huh. P.S. How how is the wedding planning going, Tyler? It's going great. Yeah, really excited. It's kind of been you know just the end of the summer uh, reward, I guess. You know, lots of hard work and been a crazy whirlwind summer, but uh, we're excited and ready to go. Next week, uh, summer's in the room, so don't mess anything up. Um, <laughs> do you have colors picked out? They have to be blue and white, right? Are they are they are they blue or white or something else? Well, all I can say is I'm wearing a pink tie. That wasn't <laughs> that wasn't my choice. That was that was Summer's choice. I and, did the same and, thing, and so it begins. <laughs> <laughs> I did the same thing. 
Okay, weddings are important and all, but let's talk Purple. about what matters most. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's talk about basketball. How was the summer league experience in Las Vegas? It's great. I'm going to take these glasses off. Okay. Getting busy. The world is it is. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, it was great. Uh, you know, to be a part of the Cleveland organization for a couple of weeks was an amazing experience. I mean, really well put together. Met lots of cool people. Um, the coaches were great. I, I feel like I learned a lot about myself. Um, you know, I did. I didn't play as much as I wanted to. Uh, it was a little disappointing, but you know, with the minutes I got, I felt like I played really well and. Um, you know, at least prove to myself that I can play at that level and um, and be a part of an NBA team. Will this lead to something? Where, where are we at with that? You know, um, so I, I signed the contract in Spain uh, just as kind of a backup to everything. And um, I'm going to talk with my agent in the next next week or two. Uh, I have till the end of the month to make a decision. But if I had to guess right now, I, I think we're headed to Spain. I think that's uh, kind of where we're going. I met the coach and GM in Las Vegas. They were down there watching, and it just seems like a, a great fit and a, and a good first year to, to my career after BYU. Let's think about the reality of that, uh, getting married, going to play pro basketball, living in Europe and in Spain. How, how is that all settling in on you? <laughs> Yeah, I, it hasn't really settled in yet. It's still uh, pretty crazy. Uh, a lot's coming at me in a hurry. Um, but, you know, I'll have my best friend with me through the whole process, and I'm, I'm really excited about it. Good answer. She's in the room. Um, <laughs> you shot 59% from the field and 86% from three. Why didn't you shoot more <laughs> in the summer? I, I, didn't, I didn't play more. I needed more minutes. You played 12 minutes a game. Yeah. Come on. I know, right? No, I, I wish I would have gotten a few more minutes. I, I felt really good. My three felt as good as it's ever felt. Uh, and that was a question mark with you, was right, the NBA three. Right, and and that's what I've worked so hard on this whole summer and shot so many shots. And so uh, it's nice to see your hard work pay off uh, like that. And, you know, hopefully I can continue to, to, to prove that. You come in in that first game, and it's the very end of the third quarter. I think you end up playing 11 minutes. You end as the leading scorer in that game. Mm. Uh, you score 12 points. Reggie Miller is like going off about how great Tyler Haas is, and he's making a difference. He's taking charges. He's shooting threes. When a guy like Reggie, with his background and his history, starts to say those things about you, what is that like for you as a player? Uh, it's a pretty cool thing. I mean, Reggie's one of the greatest shooters, if not the greatest shooter of all time, and um, to have him say some of those things is, is pretty awesome. Uh, you know, I, I didn't think I was even going to get in the game. I was like, if it gets to the fourth quarter, I'm not, I'm not going to play. But I got in there and made a shot, and they just kept me in there and kind of found my rhythm a little bit. And um, it was fun. Uh, that, that's, uh, you know, a highlight of memory you'll remember for a long time. Did you say take a charge? Did you take a charge? You took a, take a, charge. a charge. When did this start happening? <laughs> Summer league. <laughs> Different <laughs> mindset, I guess. We need to ask you about the missed dunk, though, Tyler. What, ha- what happened uh, on the missed dunk? I, I was hoping you didn't bring it up, Spencer. <laughs> I didn't even know that happened. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought the guy was going to go up with me and try and block it, so I, I went up and tried to dunk. It didn't, didn't work out the way I wanted it to. Listen, when you make six of seven threes in summer league, nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody cares. <laughs> when, you, when you signed the Spanish league contract, we asked you about uh, how much Spanish do you know. Are you studying Spanish? 
I mean, I know a few words in Filipino. That there's some vocab that's similar, but I, I don't know too much. I, actually, in our contract is two hours of uh, two hours a week of Spanish lessons, and so hopefully it's not from the missionaries, right? Yeah, yeah, hopefully not <laughs> at, at the church for free at nine a.m. on Saturday. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, I I was one that taught. I I wasn't very good, you know. Uh, what? What do you know about that area? I mean, I mean, you're hoping to get in the NBA, but have you looked for an apartment? Uh, do you know any of your teammates? I know you talked to the head coach. Yeah, well, I, I met, um, you know, a possible future teammate, Alec Brown. Um, I know they offered him a contract. He played at Wisconsin-Green Bay, big seven. He looked like he was seven two. He was big. Um, seemed like a cool kid. I, 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 I've just heard stuff about the club. I mean, I, I hear it's a great city. Um, it's a college town, lots of young people there. Um, they have an apartment and car for us, uh, which is comforting, yeah. you know, yeah, walking into a different culture, a different country. Um, but we'll just have to get over there and kind of figure things out and, and get comfortable that way. We've mentioned this a couple of times. The direct translation of the name of the team in Spain that you were playing for is the Workshop Club of Friends of the Basketball. So we have shortened that to just the Workshop because does workshop. that not sound way cooler? <laughs> Tyler Haas scored 20 for the Workshop. <laughs> that, that sounds good. Okay, fair enough. Um, when, when you look at uh, what you need to do in the next year, um, what what gets you excited about the prospect of like playing pro basketball in Spain? Yeah, I mean it's the top league in Spain, and so I mean there's there's it's arguably the second best league in the world next to the NBA, and I mean so I'll be playing against lots of great players and lots of opportunities to expose myself and um, show what I can do, and so uh, you know I, I'm looking forward to being part of a great team and, and playing a big role. You know the the coaches say that I'm. Uh, they're going to use me a lot in, in their offense. And similar to BYU, lots of lots of pin downs, lots of down screens, and they want to run in transition and play at a, a, you know, a fast pace, which is obviously BYU stuff. And so just after talking with the GM and coach, it got me really, really excited about it, uh, the way they do stuff. And actually, Lee Kamard, I was talking to him the other day, he, he said they played that club last year in, in their preseason. And it's like, man, I, I wish I could play for a team like that. And so hmm. I'm hearing lots of good things and uh, excited about the opportunity. I was just going to ask you, because BYU has several players playing professionally overseas, namely Lee Kamard, I believe in Belgium, Charles Buo is out there. So what, what are they telling you about playing overseas? Um, one, they, they told me to, to figure out how to make my wife happy. <laughs> you know, if she's happy, then I'll be happy. So we got to get her comfortable. Um, but, you know, just just enjoy the process, learn as much as you can, and um, and go into it with the mindset that, uh, you know, I'm a shooter, I'm a scorer, that's what I do, that's that's what's gotten me this far. That's so what you do, that's Tyler! That's what I do. And so go in with, with that mindset, ready to, to prove yourself every game. Your dad, Marty, did this as well, so I'm sure you've had some lengthy conversations with him. Um, mm-hmm. I'm guessing that they will be sad that you're going across the pond. But he, he did this, and so uh, what what are those conversations like with your parents, with your dad, who, who lived that life? Yeah, I mean, he, he says it's some of their greatest memories. Um, you know, my mom and dad had a great time over there. They spent two seasons there, and 
Um, we got out some home videos the other day of them driving around the city and it just seems like a, you know, a long honeymoon maybe, you know, it, but he also said it's work and every day, you know, you have, you have two, two practices every day and it's, it, some weeks are a grind and, um, but you know, I'm, I'm used to that. I'm used to, uh, the grind of basketball. I, I love it. I love, um, you know, feeling feeling the success on on the back end, it makes everything worth it. And looking forward to the challenge, and um, just ex- excited. Uh, so before we came up with this question, uh, we heard about you know Jimmer to the Spurs and whatnot. But who's more likely to be in the NBA next year, Jimmer Fredette, Brandon Davies, or yourself? <laughs> uh, probably Jimmer. I, I mean, he. He's done so many great things, and I, I know he's talking with lots of teams, has lots of opportunities. He's just working to find his, his niche in that league. I know, I know he can play. Um, but it, it'd be awesome if all three of us would be there. That, oh, yeah. I mean, that's the, the best-case scenario. Brandon just won the championship down at – Championship. Yeah. <laughs> he's a Summer champ. league champ. It's, it's <laughs> a goal for you, uh, obviously, to have a, a great career in Spain, but – to try and still get in the NBA at some point? For sure. Uh, and, and that's what the coach and GM talked about. I mean, they've had lots of NBA players go through that club and kind of use it as a springboard to to keep working your way up the ranks a little bit. And um, they talk a lot about, you know, improving and, and working on different skills. Uh, individual development is really important with the club, which got me really excited. I, I mean, I, I love all the individual work and want to keep expanding my game and growing stuff and, you know, proving that uh, I can play in the NBA. Tyler, great to have you with us on show number 500 of BYU Sports Nation. We wish you the best uh, wherever your basketball career takes you. We'll be watching closely. The workshop. And, and reporting. If it's the workshop, we will be reporting wholeheartedly All over on the workshop in Spain. Do you have a favorite Taylor Swift song, by the way? Oh, my gosh. Ooh, there's too many. I, I, love, I love Taylor <laughs> Swift. Love Story, maybe. Love Story. Okay. Lo- really? Love Story? <laughs> hey, one? don't. No, there's a new one. That, what, what's it? Style or something? Up to 1989. Yeah, up to 1989. Yeah. It's a good album. Yeah. Okay. I'll go with you there. There you go. Hey, up next, would you rather play in Vegas or Hawaii if you're BYU football for a bowl game? It's one of the questions we're asking. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Tyler, make sure those checks uh, cash, okay? That's my only advice. All right. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan doing it live. In the studio, Bizzle. Make sure you check out our interviews from earlier in the show with Tom Fornelli of CBS Sports as well as Tyler Hawes. You can go to youtube.com slash Sports to watch all our interviews on the show. Now, we found, we found a, a Sharpie to have Tyler Hawes sign the shoes behind us because he didn't, he didn't sign them when he gave them to us, which was the only mistake associated with his whole career at BYU. Oh, my goodness. Now, come goodness. back up, and can you sign those, Tyler? <laughs> yeah. Tyler's right. got flip-flops on, by the way. He's taking it easy. Well, he gave us his shoes, so he doesn't have anything That's true. else. That's a good point. That's a good point. He sacrificed the all-time That's leading scorer. Signing his Creed. shoes right now. Our Twitter question today, as Tyler Haas puts that signature on those shoes, what Kirby bowl game, game would you want to see BYU football playing and against whom? In the Vegas Bowl against a Pac-12 opponent, Utah perhaps, or the Hawaii Bowl against an American team? Maybe you want to rematch against Memphis, get some vengeance there, or UCF. Or maybe you want the Naval Academy. That's just MMA know. with Memphis. We don't need a game. Really? Just to get it out. 
Thanks, Tyler. <laughs> Answer the Twitter question, people. At Leif Peebler says, the rivalry game versus Utah in Vegas, no other option even comes close. It's true. Other than Utah, though. Other than Utah. Is that the question want, now? Maybe it is. Maybe that's the real question is other than Utah because overwhelmingly people are like, Utah, Vegas. Together we reached. I knew, I knew it would be in favor of Utah. I didn't realize it would be that overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It's Utah, dude. I know. It but matters. Some people outside of the state don't care about Utah. A lot of people outside of the state, BYU fans <sighs> outside of the state, don't care about Utah. To be a BYU fan is to not Listen, like when Utah. I lived in California, the rivalry lost a ton of luster because you're not around it. You're not no, in it. No, I get it. The intensity is not as potent. It is still a strong drink, my friend. All right, let's play Would You Rather. It's Would You Rather on BYU Sports Nation. Fittingly, number one deals with what we were just talking about. Would you rather play in Las Vegas or Hawaii? The, the spot only? Hawaii. Yeah, sure. But the opponent weighs into it a lot for me. Because the bowl game, to me, is not about the location as much as it is about the opponent. Although that matters. Can't we just have both? <laughs> I, yeah, yes. Utah I, in Hawaii. That yeah, would be I, I can't say no to Hawaii. I'd rather, play in, I'd rather play in Hawaii just because, again, BYU's done the Vegas Bowl thing five times. Five times. Hasn't been long enough. It's been six years. Let's play Vegas in 2019. Number two. Would you rather play Utah or the field? Ah. Utah. What's your answer? Utah or anybody else? Jordan Spieth or the field? That's got to be Utah. It's got to be Utah. Like again, the four people game, working together. Utah, what a game, great place to be. Together we reach. Yeah, I was singing the Utah. This is the play song. But I yeah. know you were. I know. Yeah, you, you got to go if, if, if you want an opponent. Utah. It's got to be Utah. Utah. Number three. Would you rather have Tyler Hawes be a bench player in the NBA or be a star in Spain? Bench in the NBA because then the dream's alive and there's an opportunity that you can. Be somebody, right? You can come off the bench. Matthew Dellavedova was a bench player for the Cavs. All of a sudden, he's a hero in the finals. Why couldn't that be Jimmer Fredette or, say, Tyler Hunt? Tyler's going to be a stud in Spain. Like, the workshop, they want him. That's why the GM and <laughs> the, the head workshop. coach show up and are like, hey, come play for us. And I'm glad that he brought this up. This could be a launching pad for Tyler to get into the NBA. They even, said a lot of the guys have gone through that program and gotten into the NBA. Even if he doesn't, that's fine. If you can be an international star, that's great. J.C. Carroll of Utah State yeah. is a stud in the I, Spanish I league. want, for Tyler's sake, because I know that he's worked so hard, for him even to, even to be in an NBA uniform for one game on the bench, that, that would be like the ultimate. LeBron was at uh, one of the Cavs summer league games, by the way, on the side. Yeah, so Tyler told yeah. us. Tyler, Tyler said he didn't get to meet him, but LeBron watched Tyler Haas play. That's nice. Pretty cool. Number four. Would you rather beat Nebraska or UCLA? Wow. I'll go UCLA because that win will carry more weight nationally because UCLA is supposed to be a top 10, top 15 team. Uh, I know that comes in game three, and you would like a first game win, but what, what win would carry the most weight against the best team and probably against, at the end of the season? UCLA? Really? Ending a three-decade-long home opener winning streak care in about Lincoln, ne- Nebraska? That, I don't care about Nebraska's the home opener, win streak. I only care about that weekend. game. It's opening weekend in college football. That creates more buzz in and of itself. BYU wins at Nebraska's Nebraska. Nebraska's not going to be ranked. UCLA will be. That carries I, more I'm weight. I'm not saying that they won't, but if you lose that opener, you just... The buzz around your team goes away. No, there's no, there's no buzz. Nebraska's supposed to win that game, so you don't, you don't lose any buzz. Again, so you, you upset only Nebraska. You upset Nebraska and end the nation's one of the nation's longest. No home one cares about streaks. that streak outside of Nebraska. 
three like the nation years. does not care that they've beaten North Dakota whoever uh, oh, don't in even 1994. Don't, don't to North Dakota. It's no, that they've beaten these cream puffs for the last 30 years. Who cares? BYU at Nebraska. ABC National cares. That's why they're putting the game on its air. It's a big deal. Yes, but the UCF, they're going to be ranked. They're a better team. Pollsters, sports content. Why are you still yelling? I don't know. BYU Sports Station presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. ESPN College Football ranked BYU Memphis the 23rd best college football game of the 2014 season. Also, they projected BYU's record 7 and 5 in 2015, ranking the Cougars' strength of schedule as well 60th. Hmm. Fox well, Sports, by the way, Jeremy. Yeah, continue. Released their top 25 non conference games from 2015. Four of those games feature BYU, Nebraska, UCLA, Michigan, and Mizzou. Men's Volleyball. Ben Patch notched six kills, two aces, and a block in Team USA's 3-2 loss to Canada in the Pan American Games in Toronto. Team USA plays Argentina tonight's 70s. Cougars in the Association. He sounds like Optimus Prime in that one. Yeah, or Ultra. Jen Hampson logged three minutes and one assist in a 70-65 win for the Sparks over the Phoenix Mercury. Baseball. Two dudes stuck out. Jacob Brugman went one for four with two runs to help the Midland Rockhounds defeat the Corpus Christi Hooks 9-7. Jacob Hanneman hit a double and logged a run in a 3-1 win as his Tennessee Smokies beat Michael Jordan's minor league team, the Birmingham Barons. What is greater, Rockhounds or Smokies? I don't know. Uh, Smokies, because it's a food. (laughs) Perhaps. Future guests, Paul Lasique. On tomorrow, he's chasing nice. his NFL dream Sounds with the really Arizona Cardinals. What does he need to do as training camp approaches to get the coach's attention and make that 53-man roster? Brian Keel, of course, on Friday. He's a man who made a 53-man roster six years in the NFL. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. And it goes to Ben Patch coming off the bench for Team USA Volleyball in the Pan Am game. Six kills, two assists, and a block against Canada. The dude in front of him was the MPSF player of the year, Zach Luckavera. So that's why he's coming off the bench. Okay. Hey, thanks to, oh, wait, Elite the Tweet of the Day. Elite Tweet of the Day at Jordan Mills 22. Where do you want to play the bowl game for BYU? New Year's Six Bowl is where the Cougs belong come, this year. Come on. Senior leadership will make it happen. Hashtag Blue Goggles. Come on. Hey, thanks to Tom Fornelli, Tyler Haas, and everyone on our crew. The show on demand on BYUSN.com, audio podcast on iTunes, and the TuneIn app for Jeremiah Spencer. 500 shows!